from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy skyjacks. Hey, Aaron. Hey, heroes. <laughs> well done. Still jazzed. Still pumped I'm about still it. I'm still energized. <laughs> I'm still feeling good. <laughs> we have some creative juice left. We have all worked long days. You know, we've all dealt with things that maybe we didn't want to deal with. We're all living in these dark times. But despite that, there's still a little bit of creativity you can squeeze out of us. Yeah. And brothers, we're going to squeeze. Let's get this let's get this juice. Let's, I'm ready. Let's let's squeeze some stuff. Let's squeeze some things. Let's ream this limb. I'm really I'm hyped to talk about this one. Do you want any bits, James, or do you want to dive right in? Can we do an AMFC style Can we do a classic AMFC style bit? Yeah, let's do like. a classic AMFC style bit. James and Aaron What's getting you excited this week? Go ahead, James. Oh, boy. What's getting me excited this week? I will say Mel and I have been working our way through One Piece. Oh, we shit. Decide, yeah. It, like, if you know One Piece, it is a challenge to take on. It's mm-hmm. like a big, big commitment the reason that we did this is Mel, for a long time while they were working or, you know, doing craft projects or whatnot, they would watch Naruto, which is, you know, its own kind of endless anime series. And Mel got right. to the end of Naruto and it's like, well, what's left? Are there any more worlds to conquer? Do I just sit here and weep now? And the answer is no, because One Piece has like a thousand episodes and they're still mm. making them. It's still going yep. on. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that, uh, I'm, I'm hype after we're done with this recording, probably gonna go home, uh, hang out with my spouse and watch some One Piece. That's fucking Sounds awesome. great. That's fucking awesome. That's what's up because it truly is the lamb chop. This is the song that never ends. And it is like, <laughs> I love personally when there's an anime that like you can keep going back to and you're like, oh, there's more. I'm never going to be caught up. And it feels kind of nice. Like that was my feeling when I watched Hunter x Hunter. When I caught up, I was devastated. Yeah. It's like 160 oh. episodes or something. I know. I know. That was me watching Dragon Ball was like that. <laughs> like that. A, I mean, that's wild, Jeff. The fact that you, I mean, that's, that's a. There's a story for an entire episode to talk about your quest with Dragon Ball and how impressive it truly is. We, it, was, it was a long, it was a, it was a good like two, three <laughs> month period. If you want to learn more, you can go through this entire saga and the way that I suggest you do it again is machete order where you move through it backwards. Yeah. I'm talking about yep. Jeff talking about the end of <laughs> Dragon Ball Super and then you find out that not only did Jeff watch Dragon Ball Super, which is a thing that I highly recommend, he also watched all of Dragon Ball Z, which is a thing that I'm not sure I fully recommend. Uh, and then he watched all of Dragon Ball, which I can't in good conscience recommend. But the man <laughs> did it, and he's nope. still here. It didn't break him. Yeah. Still standing, Jeff. You're unstoppable. Uh, you know, it was a long, like, it was like a three-month period. Yeah, it, was, it was legit, like, uh, I think, honestly, it took you from, like, March, no joke, to, like, episodes in July or August. <laughs> Is it, and, yeah, it was, oh, I, I get this. I feel all of this. Aaron, what's getting you excited this week? Um, What's getting me excited this week is making your own granola. Um, And I learned how fucking easy it is. And the yield on making your own granola, I don't know if you two know about this, but making your own granola's yield makes you furious about buying granola. (laughs) Um, The average recipe is like three cups of oats, and it's this massive yield. And like the cost of ingredients ends up being like like $9 for several pounds of granola. Y'all go on the internet immediately after listening to this episode and Google like a granola recipe and try it out because like, we're all getting fucking scammed, and it's time we get the get the drop on the granola bigwigs out there who've been honestly making a killing off of us, selling us like several ounces of oatmeal when we could be making our own by the pound. And it's like delicious. I've been eating it for like breakfast with Greek yogurt every goddamn day because now I have a literal like 
old oak barrel full of oatmeal that I got to get rid of. So that's what's getting me excited this week is basically tying a feed bag to my face and consuming granola. Yeah, down with big granola. Down Down with big big granola. granola. (laughs) What about you, Jeff? What's getting you jazzed up? I had some baked clams yesterday. What? Really? So, like, we we got these two like nine packs they they were they were selling them at the aldi for like five bucks fuck yeah and like it was like nine stuffed stuffed and baked clams i'm still i had them i have no more of them in the fridge and i'm still excited by the fact like they were delicious they were they were they were creamy and flaky and like all the things you want and it just like it was just the exact right kind of like unusual grocery store get yes that like yes. endlessly excites me yeah you know like small victories jeff we talk about it a lot mm-hmm. where it's like little things like that fucking god the, they can fix your day the experience of like of of, of and you know the, the experience of jen being like i found this like i found this let's just let's try it out and then it turns out great like because th- you like you've got you've got your staples right you've got your grocery <laughs> store list and then there's just those little things that you find that are just like Oh my god! And like it changes your whole week, and that mm-hmm. is that was that was us with these clams, and like I'm still I'm still riding high on the clam journey. Fuck yeah, clam jam 2021 is in full effect. It is, yeah, baby. Speaking of clam jam, speaking of clam jam, <laughs> we got a prop this week. <laughs> All right, but seriously, speaking of clam jams, we have a really great prompt uh, that we're about to hey, spin hey, into. Hey, a for really real, cool let's experience. bring it down for a bit. Seriously. Speaking of clam jams, we got a prompt. Yeah, yeah. I uh, just, <laughs> I like. I know we've had a lot of laughs. We've done a lot of bits, but like, let's really talk about clam jam because, okay. like, I'm sorry. I was taking it for granted. I was just throwing shit around <laughs> like I knew. I don't fucking know anything. I'm sorry. <sighs> Gonna have to have Arnie Parrot write a "the more you know" theme for for that little segment <laughs> there. Great. <laughs> so we're gonna take a listener submitted prompt and spin it into an amazing sphere concept, and I'm. Really fucking jazzed up because this one comes from Just Gazer on Twitter. And the prompt is a village where each year they ritually throw stones into the ocean in the hope that they will one day fill the sea and end the mariner's rule. They are known for their black pebble beaches, which they say is evidence of past attempts at working. That's fire. That's disgustingly yeah. good. This, no, I'm here for it. I'm seeing this place in my mind right now. It It is very, mm-hmm. very cool. I want to immediately throw out that Black Pebble Beach is the name of the village. Fuck yeah. Hey, because yeah, it's just a know. great, like Black Pebble Beach is just a great village name. Why should we have to work hard when it's just right there? Yeah, I, I, no. that's Look, James, we named our world fantasy. I feel like that's a core concept <laughs> that is really core to our hearts. But I mean, if you lean into it, it ends up working. I swear, it works. Take it, it from does. Us. It works. You got to you got to just commit. Now, um, James, I have a question for you. Yes, it says ritually each year they throw stones into the ocean. Does that mm-hmm. happen uh, several times, or is it just once? Is it once a day? Is it on the hour? Is it like a guard post? Like, I want to know, what are your initial thoughts just about this whole fucking ritual thing? So I am a person who is notorious for liking festivals. I, I think mm-hmm. cultural festivals are a really good thing to give a place and a world identity. And like for the first three arcs of skyjacks they like show up somewhere and there's a specific festival going on i kind of think this is an annual festival you know which might go like oh wow how can they how can they keep this up like or how can they hope to fill the ocean if they're just doing this once a year and to that i say you know this is everyone in the town i think and everyone in black pebble beach is expected to do this and Mm -hmm. probably also there got to be people from other nearby towns doing this as well i've got something okay i've got something very i'm i'm very here i've something like some some things have clicked that i want to throw out Good idea, a pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the idea that it's once a year, it, there's something tied to that to me that like I, I it's all going to come together in a big way. I heard the phrase black pebbles and black stones and like that phrase very specifically like stuck to me. And like after thinking about it for a minute, I, I started doing I hit the Google machine. And I came to obsidian 
Oh, fuck yeah, like, baby. As a stone. And mm-hmm. so what I what I'm thinking and and a if the reason they think they can fill the ocean is that every year there are more black stones, there's more obsidian. Because this is yeah. a village that is near a volcano that erupts once a year. I'm about like it. this. Oh yeah, it erupts once a year. And so the the stones cool, they become obsidian rock, and then we pick up the rocks and we throw them at the ocean. And the other thing about this is obsidian is sharp as hell. Like mm-hmm. that is literally putting up a defense against the mariner. Yeah, try to land on our beaches, idiot. You're gonna cut up your feet. Uh oh, it's very Caltrop, very Lego. Yeah. I so 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 what's really like th- this this gets me excited because uh what what this tells me one is that this town Blackpool Beach gives a collective middle finger to the mariner once a year which mm-hmm. is one hilarious and two very appropriate it's also something that like it, it evokes this sense of when this first was started like I like to think of a festival like how did it start you know when it when it comes to these things and it almost has a kind of Sisyphus vibe of like what's the point you know, and it's this, you know, obviously it's been making effect, but generations upon generations would not fucking know. They would still just do it to give the middle finger to the mariner, not yeah. knowing that over time it would fill a black pebble beach. And that to me is one amazing. I love mm-hmm. that myth, but I'm hoping that there's something there that kind of wakes something up in both of you. This idea of it starts out of people just being like, fuck you once a year. So there's there is something that jumps out to me. James, you look like you've got something to say, so I'll throw it to you first. Okay. Yeah, I did want to bring you two into the mind palace for a second because I haven't talked publicly about the structure of magic and sphere yet. So we understand a little bit of structurally what's going on. Uh there are different like elemental sources of magical power that you can find in sphere. Uh Aaron, you know, you already know about sacrifice because we talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit on Courier's Call and that somebody can make a sacrifice that is either physical or, you know, emotionally important to them in order to fuel a magic spell. Another element of magic is story. The idea of constructing a story that possesses in itself its own strength and its own magic. And, you know, when you were putting together a spell, in some ways you're putting together a story. And the idea of taking these black pebbles feels like it is connected to that, feels like it is connected to the magic of story, but it has a connection to an even deeper and more powerful type of magic and sphere, which is tradition. That is when people, a group of people over time continually do a thing and reinforce an idea that creates a magic of its own, whether or not anyone individually in Black Pebble Beach thinks that this is real, that they can actually fill in the sea with obsidian to stop the mariner doesn't matter because they've Mm -hmm. been doing it for so long. It's actually working. That's why I'm glad we're on the same podcast Mm -hmm. network, James, and we're under this (laughs) wonderful umbrella because Jeff and I have been like tossing around this idea very similarly for many years about like during the act of creation, putting your passion into it and putting Mm -hmm. your literal heart and soul into something. What if that actually imbued things with magic and like in, you know what I mean? In in enchanted things. And this is very much in that vein. It makes me very happy to hear that, like, like you said, like just over time, this passion and this, this tradition literally creates a magical, uh, a world changing phenomenon. Like that's fucking fire. This is gas. It's, it's extremely good. I, I love it. Now, I, I what I was originally going to throw actually ties in perfectly to this because <laughs> Aaron, you had floated the question. Well, because Aaron floated the question of why, like, why did this start? And I have something for this. And it's 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 a bit of an Occam's razor because it's kind of the obvious answer. And it's a little silly, but I think it's got like the right heart to it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exactly what James said, which is obsidian is really sharp and dangerous. And so like what I picture is that the first time the first time this tradition happened it literally was the mariner sent a bunch of drowned sailors to walk to like terrorize this beach and a bunch of people picked up these sharp heavy deadly rocks and just <laughs> pelted them back yeah just, no yeah here get I and like, like and they just and they just they clobbered them 
They stabbed the hell out of these 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 drowned sailors. They sliced them up and threw these super sharp rocks at them. And that just they they fought them back by throwing sharp, heavy obsidian rock. And it, it. it just became this thing of like, if something is coming, we've got we've got we basically got an endless supply of sharp ass knives. Yeah. And eventually that became we throw we throw it at the water as a tradition. But it started in this place. It started in this very practical place of something is coming to terrorize us. Luckily, I've got a really sharp, heavy object here that I can throw at you. I love this. This to me, I've been thinking like throughout this kind of response, especially as we found out like this is a place with a volcano and and there's this obsidian here. It made me think a lot of an idea that Palomi introduced to the the world oh, of skyjacks. Yes. I was just Courier's call. It the Jiltaran Islands are these you mm-hmm. know, people who live uh, uh, in this chain of islands who fight the mariner. Like that is their thing. That is their job culturally. The sea is really important to them, and their perspective mm. is the sea is ours. Fuck this guy. We're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. take the fight to him uh, instead. It. I, I don't know that the, these people are like directly related to the Jiltaran islands, but I kind of believe they are like in a similar region of the world where, you know, they're Mm -hmm. in this like like very Island kind of lifestyle where the Mariner and like the horrors of the sea are kind of like a big part of everyday life. So you have to have some kind of tradition that allows you to coexist with that. Otherwise it's just going to come get you. Yeah. It, it comes from this cool place of necessity and protest mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. no, like this, you can have that, all that bullshit out there with your Leviathans, yeah. but this, this place, this is ours, motherfucker. Black Pebble Beach is ours. So we're going to continue to throw caltrops and fucking boulders at you so that your drowned sailors step on Legos because it's, I like this idea that it comes from a place of strength rather than like, oh no, the skeleton yeah. army. It's like, no, fuck you. This is ours. So there's two things that I want to throw out right now because one, like it gives me a very clear picture of Black Pebble Beach and the people that live there. And perhaps this is that I am looking out of my window right now from where my <laughs> desk is and I see the lovely city in which I live. But like this has a little bit of a Philly, a Philadelphian energy of like <laughs> a little batteries. It's <laughs> a little bit of like us, a little bit of a, a spiteful kind of energy to it, a little bit of a like a toughness to it that is like that hard edge of like to quote my beautiful orange son. Mm-hmm. Fuck around and find out, right? Like, yeah, you know, very much the mariner fucked around. And now you're gonna find out. I I like that. Maybe maybe part of it is like, hey, come back and try and do that again. Because the thing is, yeah. soon this is gonna be everywhere. The island is yeah. only getting bigger, friend. There are more sharp, nasty rocks that you're gonna have to go through. You have fucked up forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's such a show of strength and force to like to show the mariner like literally if you were to look at this place and the sun is shining on this beach of black obsidian mm-hmm. it shines it's glimmering and, it's and you get sharp. that little bit of you get that little bit of like rainbow or marbling in the yes. rocks when the sun hits it it's mm-hmm. something that is so I I really like the symbol mm-hmm. of it. I really like the imagery of it. And I think that is found throughout the city and throughout the region, maybe mm-hmm. whatever, you know, this, this area of Black Pebble Beach is that obsidian is a sign of defiance and strength. And I love it's that. It, because I, I know from playing in the world of sphere, like this fucking Mariner shit's really scary. <laughs> like it is, it's very like that you have to stay away from something or else I like that there is a culture around like, fuck you. No, I'm not going to do that because I have this superstition and this tradition attached to something that comes from where we live. It comes from this motherfucking volcano that's ours. And so you cannot come here. Like you are not welcome here. And we're going to show you how not welcome you are. Stay out there. And eventually, because the prompt says the hope that they will one day fill the sea and end the Mariner's rule. This is such an generational investment on this island to be like, no, over time, if we keep telling our, like, you know, descendants to do this, one day there will be no motherfucking Mariner. We'll corner mm-hmm. that asshole and kick him in the face or something, you know, drop kick it. him. 
Yeah. <laughs> hit, him, hit him with a rock. Well, hit him with I, a got, rock. I got a special rock set aside that I'm saving for when I see the Mariner face to face. Where's he like going to go? <laughs> exactly. So, so there's there's something else that really stands out to me that I love about this is that you had mentioned like strength and like defiance. And there's this other and the idea that like the thing that you said that really jumps out to me that I've been kind of percolating on this whole episode a little bit. The idea that like the volcano is ours and there's this idea of like this island, this city, the Black Pebble Beach, they live underneath this giant volcano. And that's a dangerous, scary place to live. Living on and the I edge. like that it's that like part of it is like it's you're throwing pebbles at the Mariner, right? But there's also this element of like the festival also kind of has to then be we survived a volcano eruption. Like we made mm. it another year where this horrific like fire rained down. And but at the same time, there's an element of like, like you said, there's this element of like this thing tried. This thing almost got us like we survived. We survived. The fire came down. We took shelter and we lived. But you know what? That's there. And we know it's there and it's ours. And like if you step if you step to it, you step to us and we will fight you. for it. Yeah. Yes. Part of me kind of wants wants it to be like maybe this volcano doesn't really pose a threat. Maybe they have an arrangement with the volcano Ooh, where like see. half the island that belongs to the volcano, that's Gritty's territory. <laughs> and this is where we live. And so we've worked that out with the volcano. You just tried to step to our zone. The volcano has our back because we respect it. Yes. I love that. It is ours and we will defend it and it will defend us in return. It's uh, this is super indicative of like the cool stuff that uh, Palomi's building with Jiltarin, like this idea of these people actually go and fight the fucking Mariner. And I just think this is fitting so perfectly in with this often not offense is the best defense, but just the fact that the, doing this is a like, I really want to circle back to this festival and what is mm -hmm. done at the festival, because that's a celebration. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking rager about throwing rocks at the fucking Mariner. Which is like such a cool thing to be like, people are cooking, people are eating, people are drinking, raging, having a great time singing songs while like, you know, it's making fun of not making fun in that sense. It's making fun out of something that's so serious and making it a party that is the most appealing. I just want to talk about this festival, y'all. I, I, I got big festival yeah. feelings. You know, I, I, talk about I want to dig down on this because this is this isn't like a violent thing. This isn't like the, the Jiltarans who are like loading themselves up on boats looking for drowned sailor fleets and mm -hmm. like attacking them and fucking them up. This is people once a year they have a party. And the results of that party is their island becomes even more dangerous for the Mariner to ever consider fucking with ever again. Yeah, it's like a fortifying, it's like making battlements and walls. Like that's kind of the image I get in my head of like, we add to the moat every fucking year. And one day we will encroach onto your turf. And it's we and we rage to that, and it's awesome. <laughs> So I was thinking the elements of a party, what do we need to define about the party? We need to define food. We mm -hmm. need to find drinks. We need to define dress code oh, um, and yes. music, you know, and, like and we games. need to know what sort of entertainment and games. Yeah. So I feel like the celebration is about obsidian as a whole. Yeah. Is about mm -hmm. the properties that it, because the, the reason why the island, like, you would think of it with a sense of reverence where it's like, we can only fucking f have this tood that we have. Because this shit's working, you know, because Obsidian is working for us, you know, we can have that confidence. So I think that it's a celebration of the tradition, but also something that like highlights how wonderful Obsidian has been to this, you know, city region, maybe. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I like that a lot. I like that too. I'm going to add to that more. It is like obsidian, but not just obsidian. The fact that the obsidian is provided by and connected to this powerful volcano that's on the island, yeah. which I think leads me a little bit to the dress code. I kind of think they are that there's obsidian jewelry mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. outfits that sort of evoke the power of volcanoes, like very, you know, they're, they're, they're the colors of lava and mm -hmm. like like the appearance of an explosion. So I think they're kind of dressing in this sort of wispy sort of orange that they make maybe out of plants or, you know, d d different materials to, to create kind of like an orange uh, sort of wispy costume for themselves that feels very light and airy, but is still somehow very powerful. 
Love it. And along those lines, if we're celebrating, if we're celebrating lava and celebrating a volcano, what I get from that from a food perspective is it's a lot of like smoking things, right? Like it's a oh, lot of like yeah. like you're smoking veggies, you're smoking, you're smoking meats, you're you you you're you're smoking like it's a lot of smoke. It's a lot of like high heat cooking, right? Like mm-hmm. you get that char, right? That 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 rich like obsidian black ta- like char on on the outsides of foods. You're getting a lot of like uh like that really smoky flavor. You know, you're 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 barbecue. You're like barbecuing. You're barbecuing things in wood for weeks and days before like the festival. And like it is it is a lot of like it is a lot of heat in the food. Yeah, this is this is a cookout, baby. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, and you got to be eating a lot of seafood. That's oh, got to be part of the yes. fuck you. Is you're we're literally eating stuff from the sea right now. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, we're still accepting applications for our auditioning process for the role of Captain Oromar Vale. We're looking for someone to join our crew as a new PC for an established character. If you love Sphere, you've been looking to break into actual play, or just want some paying performing work, you should head to bit.ly slash Oromar audition. That's bit.ly O-R-I-M-A-R audition. There you'll see the character breakdown, explaining who Oromar is and what sort of performer we're looking for to step into the role, along with the benefits and expectations we have for the role. If you think you're qualified, please submit an acting resume, headshot, and acting slash voiceover reel, though please no commercial reels, only performing reels, or a recorded monologue of your choosing to auditions at oneshotpodcast.com. Our application window closes on April 10th, so you don't need to rush in putting your application together, but the sooner the better. And even if you don't feel qualified to step into Oromar's role yourself, please pass this opportunity on to someone who you think is. The more people who know about it, the better chance we have of finding a perfect fit. Heroes, I certainly hope you're enjoying these All My Fantasy Skyjacks episodes. If you are, do yourself a favor and head to your favorite podcatcher and subscribe to All My Fantasy Children, the world-building and character creation podcast run by Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer. The work they do there is just as good as what you're hearing here, which is already pretty great, so you know you're going to enjoy it. As always, a huge thank you to our backers on Patreon who not only help us pay our performers, our musical director Arnie Parrott, our regular editor Casey Tony, uh, they helped us pay our guest editor for this week's episodes, Tracy Barnett. Every week our patrons help make our show an amazing experience, and we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Coming up this week, our patrons are going to get a new Tales from Sphere, explaining an expression that I believe you'll be quite familiar with. If you'd like to get access to that, just head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to become a supporter at $5 a month or more. There are lots of other audio goodies, and if you back at higher levels, even cooler stuff that you can get. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky! the ocean's bounty motherfucker <laughs> take that like just chomping on a smoked fish is such a everything i think is designed in that element of like this is ours like for us to use like you you don't get to define what we get to do mm-hmm. and i think the performance element just one of them because of course there's like music and shit like that i think that like the before the pebble throwing moment you know there's always like the like i think of it as sending off like um like a lantern with a Mm -hmm. candle in it like you know Mm -hmm. it's sort of like that and i like to think that there is a moment of the reenactment of the first time when the island fought the off the fucking mariner like it's this performance and it's this very dramatic very serious moment that is the first time that people drew up obsidian in a moment of desperation and fought supernatural fucking beings like that's Mm -hmm. wild so i like to think that there is a moment that people gather on the beach you know people are waiting and sitting and you hear the music start 
and everyone knows what's going to happen. Every year you have to like, you know, you are, if you have a, you know, you have to audition maybe like, but there is a sense of like, you are selected for the reenactment for a specific purpose. If it's volunteer based, I don't know, but it's a very special, serious moment because it's like, if we're coming back to the reason the festival exists, it's to honor this moment and mm-hmm. why we throw pebbles. And so at the end of all this eating, everybody's like digesting and chilling. You sit down on the beach and you watch what it's all about. And then you pick up your own pebble and everybody casts their stone into the mm-hmm. sea. I mean, A, I've, I'm here for it. I'm loving it. This is this 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 extremely rules. And B, there's two things. There's two other festival things that I, I'm thinking that like really jump out to me. One got to be a lot of throwing games right there's got to oh, be you got to have some dunk tanks you got to have some 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 bot you got to throw throw things at bottles it's a lot of like like throwing is like a big part of it so there's a lot of like that has been integrated into a lot of the play over the course of the week and the other thing that like i keep coming back to is there's this i is this idea of like this is like the release this is the this is the release of of where we are we are we are we are kicking out the mariner so i think there is is that what the festival is called jeff the release oh i like that i like that that a lot does that work at all (laughs) as i'm looking up synonyms for throw as we're sitting here and encroach (laughs) i i so the other thing is like what i wanted to say is like um i want to say there are um it's there it's the only way that i can describe it is there's like uh like celebratory like scream chambers. Ooh. Ooh like okay. there there are these stone rooms that are built or these stone little like dugouts that are built and like people line up and they go in because you are casting away the influence of the mariner, right? Like mm-hmm. and the the rich part of the ritual is you go in here and you just scream your frustrations. You just scream your anger and your frustrations and your disappointments and it's in this like this thick, stony, dense, insulated space where that sound is not going to get out. Yeah. And you let it rip. You you unleash all of these things that are that are in your head, right? And you just yell and maybe you you throw rocks at a wall and you scream and you leave. You have process. You leave. You know, you, you take a few minutes. You let out this stuff out. You leave. You have let this this anger out. And like there's this element of like. I am okay. What mm. if you scream it into the stone that you're going to throw? Yeah. See, that's very fucking that's good. good. That is that is the juice. That is the stuff we're talking about. That's James. the magic. Fuck, that's so good. That is that like Okay, that adds such a nice seasoning to all of this mm-hmm. where you don't just like do you have to find a rock that is the one, like, is the rock special that you're going to throw? Because you only throw fucking one every year. Do you have to yeah. find one that's like, you know, when you find a special rock that means something to you, even though it's just a rock? I oh. literally have several on my desk, James, on top of a box of noisy person cards that I'm picking Ooh. up right now. And oh, it's I love that. Like a special rock that you imbue with every, like all your frustrations, all your joy, all your triumph, all your fuck you, all your hope in future generations, you put into this piece of obsidian and then you throw it. But it's it's your rock. It's not, it's not Jeff or James. We each have our own. What if someone has to give you the rock? So like oh. you get a little bit of like pre-release season is you're trying to make sure that everybody in your life has a rock so like somebody gave it to you it's like a heartfelt gift like i want you to put all of your frustrations and your anger i want to want you to lay those burdens down for the release so i got you this special rock for you i adore it i love it that's really beautiful and it, it, it it adds an element to the festival that's about acknowledging the challenges that living by the ocean mentally you you would face not just like the threat of you know a drowned sailor but also like the fear and the frustration that you have to live in this reality where there is a supernatural encroaching force on your home and it's about like addressing that and being there for each other it's a celebration of community in the most literal and you know metaphorical sense where it's like throwing one pebble at the ocean is not enough. It's going to take all of us. So we all have to help each other have the strength to chuck that rock all the way into the ocean. Eventually, our kids are going to be whipping them far. 
it's an acknowledgement that like all of those fears and, and that anger, that frustration is something that everybody there feels mm -hmm. and that you're mm -hmm. not alone in feeling it and that everybody wants you to be able to get those feelings out. Yeah. God, that's so good. God, it ties into the, cause I love it says, it. well, they are known for their Blackpool beaches, which they say is evidence of past attempts are working. So it's, I, I really feel like this, um, this fuck you attitude is uh, the gradual development, this crystallization of confidence and power that comes from generations upon generations of facing down this traumatic, you know, event in their history. And it's turned into this culture of like, no, we're strong because for generations mm -hmm. we have said, fuck you to the Mariner and we're going to continue to do it. And there's there's another aspect of it. There's another ritual that like just popped in my head that I love and it ties into something James said earlier, which is the idea of if you have an arrangement with the volcano and the volcano is not raining fire down on Black Pebble Beach, you have to go get a pebble like you have to go into the, the, yeah. the, the domain of the volcano. And it kind of like reaffirms this sort of pact that you have made with the volcano. Right. Like the pact mm. that kind of every person in town by virtue of living here. In the way that, like, if you live in a place that is prone to a particular kind of natural disaster, like, you make that piece of, like, this is going to happen. It's part of mm -hmm. living here. Like, it's part of, I, I, am, I am signing, I am accepting the chance of this. You go to the volcano as, like, a representation of that, and you find some pebbles. You find pebbles to give to people. You have to, like, walk into the domain of the volcano and collect them. And it's that kind of affirmation of, like, I, like, volcano. I see you and I respect you. And me taking these pebbles is like the sign of like, I am acknowledging that you are here and powerful and capable of creating all of these pebbles and all of this lava and all this fire. Yeah. I am obsessed. This is good. <laughs> this, is, this is very, very good. I love it. I, I love, I love this place and I love these people. I, I want to know what, what's everybody drinking at a festival like this? Hmm. I imagine like I imagine like th this is just because it's island like I think like tiki drinks there are some sweet fruits that like yield some you know very nice liquors there and I like the idea of there being cocktails and whatnot because I like the idea of shaking up some drinks being like part of it so I've, i i want to maybe throw in this i want to i want to run with the 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 shaking up drinks and i want to take in a slightly different direction mm -hmm. i want to throw out what if it is in fact very specifically the distilling process right like the like a diamond distilled vodka or, or something mm -hmm. to that effect like you you distill it on these on these stones and it like creates this what i'm picturing is like that this is a that that that, that, that the thing that they drink is like ultra high proof triple filtered like mega mm. like like gasoline style like spirits <laughs> right like it's your it's a vodka or a whiskey or a gin but like it'll knock you out like yeah. you, like they don't play and, like you drink it and you're like oh this is smooth but like but like <laughs> if you're not like used to it you drink it and you're like oh my god i'm on like it yeah it, it tastes it oh. tastes like a volcano in that like you drink it and you're like, oh, this is I'm, every part of me is now on fire. So I like yeah. what I'd like James's idea of shaken drinks and fun tiki, because to mix that with chefs, I feel like this is very indicative of most liquor on the planet where old timers drink it one way. Most people are like, I'm not fucking drinking that. That's fucking makes you feel like you're in a volcano. I'm going to make a sweet and delicious beverage out of that. Shake it up. Mm. You know, use some of these fun ingredients that we have. But some people do think it's this like part of the release is to just rip a shot of this thing that makes you oh, feel I love hot that. inside. It's part of the release. Yes. You, just, you light you light your insides on fire like a volcano. And you breathe well, and out. Then and it's you like do fire heat. breathing. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like you, you literally breathe this fire. And it's like all just this sign of strength. Like where if you were to see a motherfucker doing this, you'd be like, God damn, we cannot fuck with those people. Holy mm -hmm. shit, like, that motherfucker just breathed fire. And like even and to kind of even just like make fun of like the fire breathers, that's where the shot comes from, where it's like people in a show of strength. When the Mariner came back, you know, one time, blah, 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 they breathe flame into the air. It's kind of just like this gesture of honoring the volcano. Mm -hmm. You breathe literal fire. And that's where the shot comes from. 
It's like, if you don't want to breathe fire, you can take the shot. And then over time, people are like, I'm not going to take the fucking shot. I'm going to make a cocktail. Fuck that. A competitive, competitive fire blowing competitions. Oh, absolutely. Who can, who can blow the biggest fireball? Who can make the fireball into a shape? Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. I fuck. This is fun. I want to go to the release. I, I absolutely want to go to the release. Uh, uh, I, I thought of another thing, a decoration Ooh. in that we've got this big volcano in the background. You know, it erupts once a year. Like, that's the thing. Like clockwork, kind of like Old Faithful, but a volcano. We know that this one is going to go off and erupt a little bit. What if we, as as this island, as these people could have a little bit of fun with it, what if every year we channel some of that lava flow oh. into like a design of like eyes or something that mm. sit on the mountain of the volcano so that like if you're a ship like from the sea, you just see these two huge glowing eyes in the distance and you go, what the fuck is that? Yes. yes. It is the ultimate symbol to the Mariner, right? It's, 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 we're watching. We see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like this idea of, because I've been thinking that. I was going to ask you, James, like, what would this place look like from a skyship, in your opinion? <laughs> but also, like, I like this idea of this tradition is literally adding onto your fort. It's adding yeah. onto your home to be like, this is not just an island that you can run amok in. You got some traps. You got some psychological warfare with our Google Eyes volcano. Like, we are not fucking around. But I do have to ask you, what does it look like from the sky? Is it is it shimmering or is it more of like, is this more of like boulders jutting out of the wake? You know, I like the the, the island itself or the island itself during like pebble, this the, like you know, pe- black pebble beach. Is is it shiny or is it like there's not that many pebbles? Oh, I have to imagine it glitters. It's mm, got, yeah, a got a glitter. glitter. It's got a glitter. Yeah. I just had to have that visual aid personally. You got that obsidian, like, yeah, fr- from above. Like, it, you know, de- changes depending on the weather and whatnot. But if there's light for it to catch, like, yeah, all those, like, sh- little sharp pieces of obsidian catch the light. And it's this glittering beach. And during the festival, it almost looks like a rolling sea of flames because yes. all of that orange light is catching it from people breathing fire and the, the volcano and whatnot. I am obsessed with this idea of everything is this symbol. Everything is this sign of protest and, you know, a sign of strength, just like the idea of the sun and the moon at night reflecting off of this wet, shiny volcanic stone is this presence is this peacock it's such a it's such a cool culture like i imagine that during this festival things are very like i, I i'm getting the uh the bugs that kind of make themselves look way bigger than they are and like to mm-hmm. animals that do that to scare off predators or to like show intimidation like this is my territory there's it's it's i think like sometimes there are costumes or outfits that are like you try to show off maybe mm-hmm. yeah, like 100%. you know yeah. the the more pigment that you can add in the more colors you have because like you said that there's the shine to it a fire of the obsidian and if we're doing something to honor that the clothing would then be as you know you try to get it as close to that shine of obsidian in terms of color refraction and in terms of shimmer and in terms of shine so everybody is walking around basically looking baller as fuck, glittering and shining and big costumes with gemstones and obsidian on it. Like, this is so fucking cool. I, I I'm obsessed. I, uh, th- there's something that I want to throw out. There's just like a world detail that I want to throw out. And I'm going to push against something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push against something to introduce another idea that I'm more excited about. I was thinking about, you had mentioned jewelry, James, and I love mm-hmm. the idea of wearing this obsidian jewelry. But like there, it's very easy to say, like, you can identify someone from Black Pebble Beach. If you are like out on the water, out on the sky, you could spot them from their jewelry. I want to push against that because I think there's something cooler that we could run with. Mm -hmm. I think you you see them because like you can recognize someone if you're on a ship and know that they are from Black Pebble Beach because they have a little glass box. And in that glass box is not just a pebble. The tradition is like when you travel, when you when 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 somebody is going away, whether they are taking like a small trip or they're leaving town forever, someone close to you gifts you a rock, not a pebble, but like a hefty, like baseball sized, gnarly, horrifying looking (laughs) like 
fuck you rock. Like the kind yes. of thing that you look at and you're like, oh, this is going to murder. This is a murder rock. And they give yeah. this to you. And it, it is this symbol. So like if you meet someone, you, you, you know, if you're if you're on a ship and you go into someone's quarters and you see this little glass box with this horrifying looking obsidian rock inside, because it's this symbol of like, if you need it, whether it is yeah. because the world is hard out there or because it is dangerous and you need to throw it. Here's the rock. Like, here's your weapon. Here is your here is your protection in an uncaring world is we give you this rock. And it's this beautiful, like deep black, shimmering, glowing obsidian. But it's also this very unsculpted, very like jagged edges rock object that is kept as the symbol of like, if I have to throw this in the eye of the mariner, I will, yeah. I will throw it without hesitation. Let him know that Black Pebble Beach sent me. Yeah, yeah. I, it is. It is the perfect. It is that symbol of defiance, right? It is that. It is that no one will step to me because I have this, and if I have to, I will use it. It's it's so cool because like it's very in Courier's Call. Kieran from the Jiltarn Irons carries a, a harpoon head knife, and it's yeah. something like from home and very like you keep it on you, you keep it with you, and it reminds you of who you are, where you come from, and the culture that you come from. So I feel like this too is something where it's like no matter where you go. You are still from Black Pebble Beach, mm -hmm. and you can fuck up the Mariner. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. you have that power in you, no matter where. You, you don't have to be on the beach to drop this fucking hammer down on, on his, you know, I imagine him with a skeleton head. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're carrying a bit of the fire of Mount Gritty yep. with you. <laughs> yeah, that's um, correct. And, and it's, it's, this, it's also this, it's this element of, like, it's there for you to yell at, right? Like it is yeah. this object oh, that represents yeah, like, so like you are going, you are leaving a place that we have built with protection, right? Like we have, we have fortified our home. We have our eyes, we have our stones. You are leaving that protection, but you will never leave. You will never leave behind the spirit and the tenacity and the fight that comes from Black Pebble Beach. Because like, if you, if you are overcome by those emotions, you always have a stone to yell into because the practice of yelling into that stone is like a treasured thing. So you will always have this. Yeah. And if you have to throw it, you can throw it. Or if you just have to scream at something, you have something to scream at. I, I have I have a, 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 a two possibilities I'd like to posit to you. Please. Either you're shouting into this stone and it's carrying years and years of this stuff. So when you finally go home for a release, you can throw this massive gnarly mm. rock. Or... Each year, because you can't participate in release on the island because you're away from home, you break off a small piece of oh. this stone. And when it's too small to really do that anymore, you go, well, you know, it is actually time I start getting home. Ugh. That is God. such a beautiful and perfect representation of like, it gives this sense of community of like, you are of this place and like gives the sense of belonging, right? Like you are yep. never, you are always one of us. You are always part of the community. You are always welcome. And, you know, it's that act. It is that reminder of like, I, I have a home. I have a place that I came from. And like, I will one day go back to it. I yeah. love it because it also ties back to that really cool uh, magic from tradition thing where the very act of screaming into this rock like, is that what gives the obsidian its power over the mariner? The fact that all of this, like, you know, uh, maybe, or that's what it's seen. So I like the idea of chipping off the pieces of it because it's fragments of this tradition that you eventually throw and you have to go home to replenish it. I'm with it. I'm just rambling. Well, I'm just excited. It's, I'm it's just happy also, to be I here. Mean, <laughs> if, tra if tradition is magic, right? Yeah. Like, if tradition is something that forms magic, then screaming into that rock also forms its own magic. Yes. And like, there is something to be said for the tradition of screaming at a rock to yeah. soothe, to soothe your inner turmoil. Like, yeah, it has this magical quality where if you honor it, if you, if you let it, if you open up to the, if you open up to it and you, you let out your frustrations, there's the mundane explanation, which is that sometimes venting and, and opening up and releasing frustrations is allows you to process things. And then there's the magical explanation that like this tradition of screaming into this rock magically like, you know, the volcano takes some of your burden. Yeah. Yeah. It's very for me, like, um, is it really maybe it's really magic and maybe it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we don't there is a hope that, you know, the magic 
let me rephrase this. You never really know if it's magic or not in this case when you're mm-hmm. off of the island, you know, but you hope and that that want and that desire to stay tied to your home while keeping yourself safe and imbuing the stone is kind of like I don't even know what I'm saying. No, I think I hear exactly what you're saying. I had something like we we were talking about the idea of screaming into the stone as a thing that you do around the festival. But what if that's a thing that you do year round? It's like just whenever, whenever emotions are running high, whenever you're stressed, like you take some time, you step away, you scream at the stone. The stone is your connection to Mount Gritty. So Mm -hmm. Mount Gritty hears you. Mm -hmm. That's what allows the volcano to erupt every year. Oh, baby. Is he absorb like it absorbs all that? It like hears your pain and then like overwhelming, like erupts and creates more obsidian for for you know you to make the island strong and 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 you know help yourself and make your home powerful. I really like it. I love it. I, I think that it also there that that gives me a very specific like festival tradition which is like we can pretty much track when the when when the volcano is going to go right like we pretty much have it down and the day that it's going to happen right like maybe it happens like mid-afternoon like it's not like a nighttime thing but mm-hmm. on the day that it happens hey you don't leave your house because there's a volcano going off but like <laughs> you don't leave your house because like on volcano day it is a day of like real tranquility so like you go in you like you know the day before you're like hey volcano's going in tomorrow you go you Mm -hmm. go home you make your bed like you spend time with your family or your found family or you you spend time with people that you love on that day like you stay inside you rest you recover you reflect you read there is a volcano going off outside your window yeah and like you kind of nap throughout like it's a day where you're encouraged to kind of like take a nap like relax like write like do some journaling it's like a very day of like it is a day of absolute tranquility because all of the burdens that we have screamed into our stones for a year all of our years frustrations are firing off behind us so we are this is a moment for us to be at absolute peace and then yeah it like the next day is the festival and that's when Everybody can celebrate because all of our woes have just like played themselves out. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to fucking party because everyone is the most relaxed Mm -hmm. that like you possibly can be. Mm -hmm. I'm really digging this. The the generational thing is really getting nailed with this crystallization of woes leading to the cyclical nature of like the crystallization of your frustrations lead Mm -hmm. to the volcano erupting, leading to more rocks. Because I keep thinking about when children are born, like their first cry, people make sure that they have a piece of obsidian on the day that the child is born because the child's first cry, they hold the stone up to its face, is like you enter this world feeding this crystallization of power in the island. Yeah, that's that's really that's good. Nice. I like that a whole lot. <laughs> that's real. That's Thanks. real excellent. <laughs> and like, then maybe like everybody has like one piece of jewelry that like they don't necessarily wear but like they keep and it's it was a piece that was crafted from that stone right like from it's like a family it's like a family tradition that like it is it is quite literally your birthstone mm. is the stone that contained you the scream from when you were a baby that was like crafted into a ring or a necklace or like a or a thing that you put in your tooth like it's somewhere and yeah. it's somewhere and it's not something it is very specifically something that you don't wear right Mm -hmm. like it's that piece of jewelry that is like the most treasured object and you maybe bring it out only on like the really special and important days so it's like a ring you wear on your wedding day yeah or like Mm -hmm. the day of your the the birth of your own child or like it is a thing that you wear on the, the days that like you want to symbolize like this is a moment that will live in my life forever because it's yeah. your frustration. It's not the uh, that in that case that is the one that belongs to you and you alone. Mm-hmm. What whether or not you know what you're crying about, that's your first entry to the world. It's your first contribution to this great crystallization of power in this island. And I I love that it stays with you forever and is never thrown into the sea unless mm-hmm. you know unless you want to cast your old life away, I suppose, but it's an interesting thing. I am obsessed. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Is that is, is that, that it? Put the pin. I think it might be. I it. think 
That's it. God, we did it, guys. We did it, gang. We did it. We crushed it. I feel good. Folks, this is two weeks in a row of just undeniable wins, putting points on the board. (laughs) I, I, I will encourage everybody in the audience right now, if you are listening to this and you are enjoying this, please head over to the All My Fantasy Children podcast feed. Smash that subscribe uh, because this is the sort of thing that they do all the time. They're they're going to go back. Uh, they're they're going to put on their cool leather jackets. They're going to climb onto their motorcycles and they're going to continue on their way into the future, into destiny, finding new stories, new characters, new cool fantasy things uh, to put into the world of fantasy. And you can be riding along with them. Also, we do also solve a mystery every week as we ride they on do. our motorcycles. We pull <laughs> yeah. into town. Turns and it's usually some... it's usually the oldest, richest person in the town. Generally, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> but it's true. That's exactly this is exactly what we do. So if you want to come hang out with us and help us like listen to us build a fantasy world and contribute prompts that help make it grow, come listen to all my fantasy children. It's super fun. And it's this, this is all it is. It's a fun creative writing. Hangout where you pitch fun ideas and get really happy at your friends' storytelling wins. <laughs> yeah, God, I want to thank you both so much for for doing this with us. Uh, we we plan to do this for for these two episodes, but we're gonna have to have you back and, and do this again at some point because this was just so much fun. Before uh, I, I sign off, I want to give you both like uh, apart from all my fantasy children, you know, what other projects uh, do you do? Where can people find you? How can they support you mm. in these trying times? Jeff, you want to start? Yeah, uh, you can find my work at jeffstormer.com. I am a podcaster, game designer and the unofficial LARP designer of the Olive Garden Restaurant. Uh, you can find Party of One, which is the other podcast that I produce, which is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing games. You can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. You can find my games, including Anyone Can Wear the Mask, which is a superhero game for three players about a hero, a villain, and the city that they share at jeffstormer.itch.io. And you can follow me on Twitter at partyofonepod. Boom. Damn, that was so concise. Um, I'm I'm Eric Tanosayas. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Tanosayas. Um, I am also on the all-ages spinoff of Campaign Skyjacks called Skyjacks Couriers Call. It's an all-ages story about... Uh, couriers who deliver the mail, 14-year-olds who are finding themselves in the world of sphere and learning about who they are and who they want to be. It's really fun, especially if you have young ones and you want to include them in the joy of actual plays, tabletop games, storytelling, this whole medium that we're doing. Uh, it's a great way to get in there and it's a, you'll enjoy it too. I'm a voice actor. You can hire me for just about anything. You can find what I do at ericatano-sayas.com and you can find my demo reel and all my cool stuff there. Check me out. Radical. Radical. And I'll point out for fans of Skyjack's Couriers Call, season two, the Kickstarter is going to be coming soon. You can find out like updates and and the day that that is going to launch by heading to bit.ly slash Skyjack's crew, signing up for the Skyjack's mailing list. We will let you know as soon as we know uh, the project is going to launch uh, through that. Like you will find out first there. With that, remember, there are no kings. Take flight. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world-building, and storytelling podcast powered by you. Each week, best friends Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener-submitted prompt and using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. 
Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the skies.